If we surround ourselves with people that are getting the results that we want for ourselves, we can duplicate it. Even when I went to Africa and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, I did not ask a dope smoking surfer here in California (laughs) to take me to the roof of Africa. I found the porters that had climbed it 900 times. Wherever they put their blueprint, I put my blueprint. We can have anything and everything we want just by following that one simple action. Hello, fabulous person, Beata Shalet here, the growth architect. Welcome back to the Business Growth Architect Show, where we bring you cutting edge business strategies from some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, business transformation experts and visionaries who want to help you to scale your impact. Look for one tangible strategy that you can take back and implement right away. And now back to our guest. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for the Business Growth Architect Show. I'm your host, Beata Shalet, and today I have a pretty awesome guest, and his name is Greg Reed. And I'm going to give you the honors of just introduce yourself to our audience and tell us everything we need to know. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on. My name is Greg. Hi, everyone. I'm talking to you from my home in beautiful San Diego, California. For those of you who are not familiar with my work, I'm an author, speaker, filmmaker, and been published in 128 books, 45 languages, and believe it or not, just got a little star on the Walk of Fame for doing so. And the ironic part is I can't read very well and I'm dyslexic. So it proves that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. That's absolutely amazing. And some of the stuff that you've been featured is is Forbes, is Inc., Entrepreneur. I mean, I think you've been featured pretty much absolutely everywhere. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is I, I, I gather from you know watching you is that you have a lot of different strategies for a lot of different things. So maybe I can just ask you first, like, what does strategy mean to you for your business and for your success? Yeah, there's a big difference between strategy and plan. And I believe the biggest challenge with over planners is that they're set in stone. And when things don't go exactly as expected, they freak out and they run back home. I remember I was interviewing a gentleman named Truett Cathy, who founded Chick-fil-A. And he said, the secret of success is to look for and capitalize on unexpected opportunities. I said, like what? He goes, if I'm on my sofa in my living room and I want to get to the end of the street, I have to have stickability. I won't quit till I get there. He goes, but a planner plans every step or are they going to pause and take a break? If a sprinkler comes on, it freaks them out. They run back home. Not me. He goes, I'm looking for unexpected opportunity. Did a kid leave a skateboard or a bicycle out that I could borrow to make my journey short? If I get real lucky, I'll wave down a neighbor driving by, hitch a ride to the end of the street. says, either way, I'll get to my goal. I'm just not so caught up in exactly how it has to happen. Uh, I like that a lot. So the difference between a plan and a strategy is this a plan could be a hindrance, whereas a strategy is the destination clearly in your mind. Am I understanding this correctly? Yeah, I think a plan is the blueprint. It's the stickability, I always say, because it's one of my best-selling books. No matter what, I'm going to get to that destination. The strategy is how it's going to transpire, understanding that it will you know, change from time to time. Everyone's heard the million cliches. If you fly from here to Hawaii, you know, that's the plan, right? He goes, but how are you going to get there? You might have to go high, low, avoid clouds. It doesn't make a difference. They're not so caught up in the exact blueprint. I like that a lot. So would you share with us your favorite strategy? Yeah. Surround yourself with people you have respect for and not people you have influence over. And this way that you do that is who is getting the exact results that you want for yourself today? And you ask those people for counsel. It's very, very important. Counsel 
versus opinion. Opinions based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, or inexperience like your family, friends, who've never done what you were about to venture upon. Counsel is based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. If I went to a family friend and say I'm going to write a best-selling book, they might try to protect me to keep me safe because they know I'm dyslexic, plus they've never written a best-selling book. But if I go to Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, he's going to say, Greg, sit down. Here's what you need to know and give you counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. If we would spend our activity only seeking counsel and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day your life would change. I like that. That's very powerful. I think that, you know, in, in, in the work that I do, a lot of times, I mean, we, we even like warn people to not talk to their families about their plans and say their job is to protect you from making a mistake. And they have been in the lane that they're in because that's the lane they know and that's the lane that they protect and that's the lane that works for them. Now, if you say that you're going to go outside of that lane, what do you think they're going to tell you? They're not going to say that, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. They're going to say, well, you know, is that the right lane? Is that the right lane for you? So I want to dive into this a little bit further. So you said an opinion uh, versus, versus, you know, really getting good. Yes. So how do you differentiate that the, the, the two? Is it the person, the authority that you go to? Are you doing your homework prior to that? What tips can you give our audience? Because I think you have a little bit more wisdom in this that we can yeah, sure. I don't I don't think it's it's very complicated. We just find someone who's doing what we want to do and I ask them. If you're a starving artist and hang around starving artists, you're just another aspiring starving artist. It's pooled ignorance. If I was an artist, I'd go to a local gallery and I'd sit outside and I'd say whose art's being pulled off the wall and being sold. And then I'd reach out to them and say, How are you doing it? And when I wanted to be a best-selling author, I went to you know the bookstore, I bought every best-selling book. I called every one of them, said, How does the system work? They taught me. Here we are today. If we surround ourselves with people that are getting the results that we want for ourselves, we can duplicate it. Even when I went to Africa and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, I did not ask a dope smoking surfer here in California <laughs> to take me to the roof of Africa. I found the porters that had climbed it 900 times. Wherever they put their blueprint, I put my blueprint. We can have anything and everything we want just by following that one simple action. So you are trusting the path that others have taken before you, and then you can follow that. And you it's, a pr- it's a proven path. It's not, I'm not trusting anything. I, I can see it, touch it, feel it. You know, it's not faith. It's just common sense. So, so many people come up and say, here's what you need to do to invest your money. I say, wonderful. Can you show me your portfolio that you've done that? Well, I haven't done it yet. I just think you should. Well, I'm not going to listen to them. If someone comes up and says, hey, this is what you should do. I say, awesome. Can you show me your path that you did to do that? And if they can demonstrate that it makes sense, then heck yeah, I'm going to set them down and go, exactly, show me the blueprint. That's what it comes down to is having the courage and the fortitude, not just listen to people's opinion, but to seek that counsel. So what advice would you have for somebody that says, well, that maybe works, that maybe works for you. You know, you're, you're a strong personality, but it would never work for me. I'm, I, why would anybody even talk to me? What would you say to them? Well, I'm not a psychologist and I'm not a therapist and I'd say it sucks to be you. I mean, I don't know what to say. (laughs) I will say this is that the most successful people are also the most available people. If you're brand new at something, you're happy, go lucky, you're fresh, you're cool. If you're at the pinnacle, the top of your field, 
You're happy-go-lucky. You got nothing to prove. If you're in the middle, you're a pain in the neck. You're filled with ego. You're edging God out. So literally jump to the front of the line and people go, well, that's easy for you. Look, everyone watching this, you've never heard of me before. So guess what? When I call people, they've never heard of me either. I've never taken that as an insult. I just reach out with clarity and the doors of opportunity open. I'm going to teach you a little tip right now. I wish someone would have taught me this when I was 20 years old. People ask what my one little tip is to open up the doors to meet the amazing humans that I have. And it comes down to specificity. For example, if I want to get to the founder of NASCAR, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, I need 12.5 minutes of your time. That's all. I'm working on a new best-selling book. I'll cover all my own costs and expense to get to you. From the moment I open the door till the moment I leave will be 12 and a half minutes. I'll start a stopwatch. When it goes off, I promise I'll exit. The question will be is X, Y, Z. The chance of them coming from their office down to the break room to do that is so high. But unfortunately, people say, I want to pick your brain. I want to take you to lunch. I want to take you to dinner. It's awesome. It's nice. But no one wants to go do that. So with that specificity, the doors of opportunity suddenly fling open. I love that. I've never heard of that before. But you're absolutely correct. When people do reach out, a lot of times they do say, it's almost like they need to talk to you to figure out what they want from you. And, right. and that you and don't that, have. That I have no time for. For example, if I could go to a stage and there's 10,000 people and I get off and there's a long line of folks that want autographs and pictures and stuff, it's wonderful. And they say the nicest things. How can I work with you? How can I be of contribution? How can I be of service? I don't got 30 minutes for a resume check. Imagine that to someone coming up saying, dude, love your presentation. I want your Instagram. You got a million followers. I make really cool memes. Let me send you one. If you like it, maybe you use me. Eight seconds. I know who you are, what you do. You got my cell phone and we're in contact. That's the difference between success and the people just talk about it. So I, I love that. The clarity in the approach for the ask is, 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 is really critical. I agree with you. The further up you go, the more professional people are and the more willing they are to share, but you cannot waste their time. You have to be clear about what it is that you're asking for and you have to tell them what they can expect and they'll tell you if they can or cannot do that. And then you'll take that at face value. Exactly. I mean, just this last week, I'm working on a new project. It's called The Secret of Happiness. It's a documentary and a new book. And I just Flew out to Las Vegas and hung out with Coolio, the old rapper, and basically sat there and said, hey, what's your secret of happiness? And then the next person, the next person, I'm getting to monks and all these amazing people to find out, you know, what makes our hearts sing. And it's astonishing how open people are when it has a clarity of motion. Again, if I sit there and said, hey, I want to take it to lunch and pick your brain, chances no. But if I say, hey, I need 12 and a half minutes, I'm going to ask you one simple question in front of my camera. What makes your heart sing? Chances are they'll do it. Greg, quick question for you. Are you detached from the outcome when you ask? Yes. There's a big difference between detached. That's where you don't give a crap. That's not me. Non-detached is I go all in. I give every single project I've got 100%. But once it's done, I let it go. I'm not responsible whether you know people like it or don't like it or whatever, if it's a big bestseller. What all I can do is the very best that I can do and be non-attached to the outcome. And by doing that, I can continue to go to the next project and the next project. How, how important is mindset for you? Oh, mindset is everything. If you look behind me, yeah. biggest thing, right? Here it is. PMA, positive mental attitude, right? I mean, I don't know if you've read my work or not, but it's a little bit consistent with that. And the idea is if you can 
you know, I'll tell you this. If someone wants to open up a door of opportunity, someone with enthusiasm and a positive mental attitude will open up those doors a thousand times more than someone with a kick-ass business plan. So the whole idea is the more cool, open, and positive you can be, the more opportunities will come your way. Yes. Well, I can see now why they call your entrepreneur courses a must-go-to because you you have a lot of wonderful energy and certainly a lot of passion that oozes out of everything you say. What would you, is there any sort of advice other than the one that you've given sort of the one, maybe the one nugget that you can leave the audience with? Yeah. Well, again, this is the second nugget. This is what you're asking me. I'm just keeping asking you for it. (laughs) And I've got a cornucopia of them, but I, I will share this one. And this is powerful. CPC. Everyone, if I could teach anyone a single thing, it'd be this. CPC. It's an acronym that stands for CLUES patterns, choices. It's about accountability and responsibility for every single thing that happens. It is your fault. It works like this. I'm a single guy. If I go out on a first date with an amazing woman, she happens to be 20 minutes late, anything could have happened. But there's a little red flag and that's my first C. It's called a clue. But if I like her and I continue to date her and every single time she's 20 minutes late, that forms a P, which stands for a pattern. Now, it's my other C, choice, whether I deal with it, I yell at her, I break up with her, but it's not her fault. She's just late. Stop trying to change people to fit into your paradigm. But we'll see someone with a bad reputation in business. They cheat your best friend. We do business thinking it'll be different. And when things go wrong, we're mad at the person. We saw the clue. We saw the pattern. We made the choice. It'd be the equivalent of seeing a rattlesnake rattle, bite your kid's sister. You go to pet it, get bit, and you're mad at the snake. Looking back in life, rarely will we be angry at relationships that failed, negotiations that fell through. We're just mad at ourselves because we stayed in too long, because we saw the clues, we followed the patterns, but we made our choices late. I love that. That's very powerful. I think that's very true. A lot of people are angry that people are consistent in their behavior pattern and say, if, they, if they'd only change, I don't think, I agree with you. I don't think that leads to much. So in wrapping this up, where can we find out more about you? Where can we go find your courses? Tell us how they can connect with you. Well, I appreciate you asking. Just go to Instagram. Greg S. Reed is my Instagram. It goes right to me. If you send me a direct message, I don't like to talk about the weather, what your kids had for breakfast. But if you sit there and say, hey, I'm working on this project, what book should I read? Who should I connect with? I promise you, I'll reach out to you right away. Specificity opens up the doors. And for those of you who'd like to come to one of our Secret Knock events, just go to secretknock.co and uh, leave an application. We'll go from there. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your candor and your passion. And we wish you the very best. And thank you so much again for sharing with our audience so much about you and your Secret Knocks. We'll see you later. Bye. And that's it for us today. Thank you for listening and watching the Business Growth Architect Show. I enjoyed having you here. And for accountability, just take one of the strategies that you have heard, one thing that you can implement in your business immediately. Please leave comments. Don't forget to like and share this show. And if you have any questions about business, please put them in the comments. We are here for you. We're here to support you and help you to grow, build, and scale your own business. For more advice, please check out our website in the show notes below. Thank you again. This is Beat Shillette, The Growth Architect, and goodbye.